Newly stocked on the shelves is box number 512 with your hosts, Aeon and the Lioness, Black Trans Women, and Excellent and Defying All Life Expectations. The show begins now. Bitch, where the fuck do we begin, bitch? Where, I don't where, even know. Where, where do Let's, we begin? Well, here, girl. Let's start with this. Thank you for um to <laughs> box number five twelve podcast. <laughs> I'm the I am the lioness, and I'm here with my lovely co-host Aon, and we are here today to do Black Grown Trans Woman Talk, and um, I'm excited to be here. Um, I wish not, but not under these circumstances. No. Um, sis, I'm not even gonna lie. I am here for the love of the craft and for my commitment to you. And because I feel like, though it pains me to be like trying to contain my feelings enough and actually articulate my feelings because I want to be angry and kind of in pain right now, I'm aware that it is cathartic for me to do this. And it is also important for me to be a voice that is a part of the conversation. We can't make, we have to make sure that they remember that Black trans lives matter even more so today. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that later. But sis, how are you feeling? Um, I'm not going to lie. I am overwhelmed today. So I was just on my uh, on the phone with my mom either yesterday or the day before yesterday. And I was like, oh, they're marching and protesting. But that's, down, that's downtown. That's in the loop. I'm okay. I'm over here on the north side where things are pretty chill. Bitch, I go to the supermarket yesterday to get some ins and outs. Bitch, it's like a major protest that is was organized, like literally right at the main intersection by my house. Like, oh my gosh, how were you okay? I was I was fine, but like to see that many people there and where I live at, it's usually where the beginning beginning of the pride parade is. Like it starts in my neighborhood and it goes down. It gave like they shut they had to shut all the streets down. It was that many people oh, in my neighborhood. So and, and were you on foot or were you in? Yeah, a car? I was on foot. I was thank on God, foot. thank God. But I mean, in a way, thank God because you would have been stuck in traffic, but. Being on foot, I guess that's kind of worse. Right, because you had because you actually had to walk through the people, and then mm-hmm. the Target is boarded up. The Audis, like every they, they all of the um, businesses are temporarily closed. And then I tried to walk to the Walgreens; they were closed. They, like oh, everything yes. is closed and boarded up because I think that um, now that they fucked everything up or destroyed everything downtown and in the South Side. You know the girls are working their way their way up to the north side of Chicago to turn it out. So everybody, you know, everybody. So girl, like, shit is really getting real. Even though it's a minor inconvenience, because all I wanted was was some juice and some head grease. I simply ordered it on the <laughs> internet and kept it moving because you know I I under like I'm not one of those people that's like oh I'm not anti-looter and all it like I totally understand what's going on but it just this is not looting this is social unrest this is a right it just gagged me because it's like oh bitch like shit is really real Mm because you know they were protesting in Chicago this weekend and it's girl it's 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 a lot it's a lot it's overwhelming it's scary at times but I know that it's necessary and I knew that this was coming. Like I just, mm-hmm. I just knew that this was coming because it's the it's the culmination of 
the murder, the video, the corona, people being unemployed, mm. our presidential administration, like all of that together, I knew that this was going to happen. So, girl, shit, shit is real. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to be safe. I'm still planning out my move to um, the DC area. So, try. Oh, also. Girl, it's every time I go outside, girl, I see a moving truck. I see a moving truck, or I see some. Right, you said something about like your apartment complex being damn near vacant, bitch. What was that about? Girl, I guess all of the girls are hating it because you know everything is closed and people can't make money, so people are hit. Like I think it's only me and somebody else on my um floor. And mind you, my apartment buildings are on your floor. Um, I'm gonna say about. 10 or 12. Oh, wow. So, so, but granted, my apartment is always really felt like I was, I don't really see any other tenants since I've been living. It'll be two years in July. So I really, you know, that's one of the beauty, the nice things about my apartment is I really don't have to run into people like that. But bitch, it's really like when I walked outside today, I guess the landlord had left the doors open because they may be doing showings, girl, but apartment after apartment was empty. Wow. So, girl, like... Well, that's a good time to get the hell out of this house, like... Right, yeah. Well, you know, I'm definitely not renewing my lease, even though, you know, this apartment <laughs> is cute for what it is, but, like, you know, the, the the corona is real and the unemployment is real, and I guess girls are heading it back from the big city back to the small towns and uh, places mm-hmm. where they came from, but, like, shit is real. Like, shit, shit is... is getting real. <laughs> shit is really real out here, but... Mm-hmm. But, like I said in the beginning, girl, like, where, where the fuck do we begin? Like, I just, I, it's, it's just so many I things. know where, I know where, girl, and I want to okay. begin with light. Since I'm so proud of you. So after, if you tune into our lives on Fridays, you might have heard um, Aeon and myself, the lioness, going in on Mr. Hill Harbor um, about what he said regarding Zaya Wade. And that conversation, please check it out. We keep it up on our box number five to a page. So at your leisure, please check that out. However, my sister, in her eloquent pen, decided to pen a letter and sent it into the read a very popular podcast that we love and adore and they read it out loud and sis i listened to the clip that you posted about it and i'm not gonna lie sis i was so 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 proud of you that it made my heart jump out because that was so well worded and um shout out to the host of the read and the um um chriselle that um she um read it out loud. Oh my gosh. Sis, she did such a great reading of it and their reactions were just so apropos and it just hit so hard. And I just want to thank you for your pen and for your time because you had time, bitch. You got him for real. I really thought about it, but bitch, as I was thinking about it, because I feel like we talked about, we talked, you know, we talked about it on the um, Grown Black um, Trans Women Talk Live extensively. Bitch, I was still mad about it because it's like, bitch, you really tried that. You really tried that, and it just takes me back to when you have, particularly when you have family members that try to act like they're stupid or they're ignorant to the fact that you're trans, and they purposely go out of their way to misgender you or try you, and then you're ready to attack them. Like, it really took me there because it took nothing for you just to say happy birthday and keep it moving, but you had to put you purposely put yourself in that position to get dragged and you did 
Yeah, I didn't know what you thought. You thought we were just going to be silent. And, no, like stop. Like we have bigger fish to fry. Stop messing with this little girl. Stop messing with qu- black queer people who are always there for y'all, who are always on the front line for y'all. And y'all shall continue to try us every chance y'all get. Exactly, exactly. Oh, sis. But yeah, I wanted to take a moment to just please y'all tune into the read with um and just listen to how they really read my sister's letter. I'm so proud of her. And I love the ending, how you signed off as someone that would always stand up for her. And I feel like as a community, that's what we need in this time. That's what we need in this time. <laughs> Um, I guess let's just go and cut, go right into one of the things before we get into the larger issue, because we're grown black trans woman talk. We want to be the conversations. We want to be centered in the conversation. And so first I would like to give a, uh, um, I want to send love to the young lady that was attacked. Um, there's a video going around today on YouTube and today is Tuesday. I believe it's June 2nd. Um, and there's a video going around of a trans woman that was attacked by a mob of a black people, primarily black men, but the ringleader appeared to be a black woman. And I don't know what it was over, but she was trapped in a gas station in a public place. And to just see more than 50 people around that woman laughing and jeering and, 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 and then when they first drug her out and beat her, thank God she was strong enough to fight off her attackers for that moment and not get on the ground. But it was at least, I want to say at least 10 people were trying, had, were throwing blows on her. Mind right. you, around the 10 people was another additional 20 or 30 people that were just watching and laughing and jeering and calling her names and making slurs and flashing money and you just and flashing money. And what I saw, sis, what I saw was poverty. What I saw was suffering. What I saw beyond the attack of my sister was I grieved for my black community because what I saw in that moment, though I saw dollars being flashed and I saw drugs being pulled out and I saw the way they were cursing and acting and I just saw a people that thinks of themselves like what they've been taught and that's as animals because the way they were treating that person, it looked like a pack of hyenas surrounding the kill. And it scared me because those hyenas looked like her. It was hard initially to identify the trans sister in the audience because in the group of mob of people, because she looked so much like the people that were trying to hurt her. And it just hurt my heart to see my people that ignorant to themselves that in this moment that they would attack someone that is like them, that is going through the same things that they are. And to just look in that moment and see them gloating in squalor. It was just such a horrible, horrible, horrible video. And I, I will never share it on my timeline. And Right. Have, Stop sharing that shit, y'all. Yes. Stop sharing that shit. Stop tagging me in it. I didn't even watch the video because yeah, I, didn't, you said that. I didn't need to watch the video because we already know, we already know how those things down. I'm sorry, because from what I heard, it was over a fucking fender bender that they attacked. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's what I heard as well. But listen, what's funny is, is though in the incident, there were, you could just, it, 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 the, the, whoever the people were, 
you could see that it was the same kind of energy that I'm seeing at some of these, not all of these, but some of these um, protests where you see rage, you see, you, I saw all of the things and I saw them directing it to what they saw was the easiest common denominator, like the lowest common denominator. Like who is the, mo who is the person that we could really harm physically and there will be no repercussion. That's what you, if you look in the video, most of the people hitting her had nothing to do with it. They were just hitting her because it was like catharsis for them to beat on her body. And it's just, I'm sad, I'm tired of being in that place, in that place as a people. I'm tired of being the, the, kicking, the kicking stand. I'm tired of being the punching bag. And I just feel like it's really, really sad because in this moment where we are uniting with our black sisters and, and brothers, that they are actively rejecting us. And so I just want to speak her name. I don't know her name, but I speak your name. Sis. I think it's um, Ayana Dior. Ayana Dior, I speak your name. Ayana Dior, I speak your name, sis, because this is a horrible thing to have to go through. But to know that people took time from their looting to beat on you is even more horrible. And I just want to just put into the space right now that we as a people must do better. We do. And I also I also want to say that me seeing that video does not make me not want to care about Black Lives Matters or it make it doesn't make me want to feel like our Black Lives Don't Matter because another side of this is I see people in our community, it's like an instant knee-jerk reaction of, well, well, our Black Lives Don't Matter and what about us and what, and it's just like, sis, like we know, we as a community know that Black Lives Matter, we know that we're a part of it. And we know that the conversation is more complex than us seeing that video and then having the reaction of, well, it doesn't matter and we're not a part of it. And I just, right. we all know that we are all, we are all as black trans women are impacted by systems of racism. So whether mm -hmm. they accept us in it or whether they be honest or not, bitch, the, the fact still remains, bitch, that we, we still are a part of that movement. And I'm tired of seeing um, figures in our community um, kind of use violence against trans women as a rally call for their own agenda. And I'm tired Ooh, of say I'm that tired, thing. I'm because the truth of it. of it is, sis, the truth of it is, even in that video, I didn't see this, um, this, 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 I didn't, what I didn't see was this white oppressor that was wielding these forces. What I saw was people, a blighted community. And a, and a really, really broken down, uneducated people with nothing else to do, reacting because that is how bad the infrastructure is. And I know that there will be people out there that will say, well, what was she doing over there? That's where the fuck we live. That's what we've been saying right. this whole time. We are a part of the community. We are a part of your community. She was getting gas at the gas station, and regardless of the fender bender, before the police could get there, you mean to tell me um, a fender bender was is, is is worthy of a mob coming to jump you? And I think that we as a people got to get to the place where we can cut the bullshit and stop trying to divide on all sides. Right. Like, and, and I love how you stated that the that the leaders in this movement have a responsibility to cut the bullshit because the truth of the matter is, I think that leadership in this community thinks that to be an island by ourselves is what's going to make us stronger. No, and I think it's, that it's not. Bullshit because what you are asking us to do is divorce ourselves from the systems of oppression that still affect us. So we can be this little niche group over here doing the rah-rah off to the side. 
I don't want, I'm not interested in that reality where trans is an island by itself. Because I live in a world that encompasses all of these people. And until all of us are free, none of us are free. And we don't have the luxury to be by ourselves because guess the fuck what? After all this is said and done, we as Black queer people, guess what? We're still going to be living in Black fucking communities. We still yes. are going to be interacting with Black people. Why? Because we are all Black. So this whole, well, it, it, this is why we never matter anyway. And it's a, slap into the, it's a slap in the face of all of the Black queer people that are actually a part of those movements, that are actually doing the work and sitting at the table. So we can't keep, like, it was cute, like, in 2013 or when 2014, when the movement had first started. But there are actually Black queer people, Black trans women in these movements. A lot of them are not doing it for the fame, are not doing it to be put on, who who are often nameless that are doing work behind the scenes that y'all don't acknowledge because mm-hmm. they don't fit your mold of who should be seen and be on TV, but they're doing the work. So stop saying that it doesn't matter when they're actually black trans folks, they're they are working with black cis folks that get it to do the work to liberate all of us. How do you how do you think Black Lives Matter and all of them? They know the names to include. They're using pro, they're mm-hmm. using pro, they're using preferred pronouns. They're using all of these things. That's not coming from cis people. That are that's coming from Black trans people that have infiltrated these organizations that are having these conversations behind the scenes to do the work so that they can do better, so that they can evolve. But stop saying, oh, this is why. And half of y'all don't even participate in, in movements like that because y'all are off on the side trying to be fucking famous. Well, that's what I always say. Because when people are saying online right now, well, why aren't you protesting the people? Why aren't you protesting the, the why aren't you, why aren't y'all looting for us? Why aren't y'all rioting for us? Since you, I'm going through your timeline, sis, and I'm not seeing much rah-rah for us, other than you complaining about what other people aren't doing for us. Because the reality of it is, is the girls that, those of us that do attend the rallies, it's the same bitches, no shade. And I wanna, and that's being real to our community. It's the same people doing the work fighting that have been battling for years. Very rarely is it new faces in the room. And, And then unfortunately when they do, oftentimes they don't stick with it. But for those of us that have been doing the work, it's the same fucking faces. And it's not because it's we don't need more people or we're not asking for more people or the opportunities aren't even there now. It's because our community does not think that community work is the glamorous thing to do. It won't get you followers in the way you want, darling. You may not be able to have an OnlyFans talking about your community work, but bitch, you would actually be investing in your community. And I need to speak for community folk that the real community folk, rank and file people that are actually doing the work, we will no longer tolerate people that are grandstanding on the backs of movements that they are not a part of. Because the reality of it is beyond your computer bullying, where you're trying to put into the space that if you don't, if you're not all the way just, if you don't only want to support black trans people, then somehow the rest of us are Uncle Tom's, well, fuck you very much. Because what truly is Uncle Tom is you standing here talking and when the meanwhile the rest of us are walking. So I just want to put that into the space. For those of you who have this critique on how like Brianna and I can talk and critique our leadership and those that we cohort with, that we're in collab- collaboration with, a cadre of individuals that we work with closely. We can, com- we can give the critique because we're in the community and we're doing the work. It's unfortunate because online, there are a lot of online advocates that are saying one thing and not really even a part of the actual movement that they claim to be advocating for, just grandstanding for attention. Girl, and just 
putting themselves in situations just to put themselves, but you really don't see them connected to community. You exactly. don't see, you don't see them connected. It's always about them. It's always about a beat and a wig. Like, girl, girl, stop it. Stop your shit. Stop mm-hmm. it. But yeah, yeah, I I am sorry for Miss Iana Dior, and you know I I pray for her healing, I pray for her peace, I pray for her safety. But y'all, we have got to stop taking the bait. That Black lives still matter. We still have to fight. Like this is the now is not the time to opt in and opt out. We don't we don't have the privilege to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think going on to the next topic, and I think this hits a little home for you because you are a you are a Atlanta peach. You're a Atlanta resident. Another thing that has been getting on my nerves is like all of these black ass celebrities going on, um, either going on social media or Ooh. going on TV, telling people not to protest or not. Or, you know, discouraging the unrest because they want to fucking protect their, their fucking property. And I'm, I'm, I am more than sure to say that a lot of them, their black asses probably don't even live in Atlanta city proper. They probably that live part. in the suburbs or something. But it just, one of the things, and like I said, I don't live in Atlanta. I'm very familiar with Atlanta. And, and I'm not going to lie, I've entertained the idea of moving to Atlanta but, you know, for me, I'm just a Northern girl. And it's just some things about, not even Atlanta, but just the state of Georgia that scares me as a Black trans person. But nevertheless, um, I just don't like, especially how uh, Black people who quote unquote think they've made it kind of paint Atlanta to be like this um, this land where like white supremacist institutions don't take place. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't, like, not, not from the girls that I know that's from Atlanta. Now, I know you can come and still and be very successful in Atlanta and make money and like live very mm-hmm. well, but that don't mean that you're still not a nigga in the South. Like, that like part, let's, and it, let's and, be clear. And as a, and as a, and as a, all of my adult life, I have lived in Atlanta. So that's why my sister called me a Georgia peach, though I'm from South Carolina. I've actually been here now as just as long as I've been there. So to put it in perspective, Atlanta is one of those places where I think a lot of people come here believing that this is the land of milk and honey. And, and for those of us that actually live here, we understand this wholeheartedly. So yes, there is economic growth and prosperity for black people here that is unprecedented in the world today. No shade. This is, I tell Tia all the time, I feel like we live in the black Harlem Renaissance. Like this is New York. Like this is given that roaring twenties. We are that, like to be honest with you, I can go out to some of the most glamorous events that I've ever been to and never see a white face. And that is just unprecedented in other places in the country. And I just want to speak Atlanta's name for giving black folk as a larger community the ability to navigate. But here's the problem. Atlanta has never done right by the people that are the rank and file, the heartbeat of the city. The mayors and all the people that have gotten all these accolades invested in big business and big corporate infrastructure. And and as a condition of them coming to Atlanta, they understood that they were investing in black wealth. And that was what was like promoted to the rest of the world, that this is where the land of milk and honey is. But the problem with that, like I said, is the rank and file folk are being continuously and continuously and continuously pushed out of the city. Because as these new jobs come, they're bulldozing communities. And then they're bringing in these people that 
even black folk that no longer want to invest in Atlanta, the culture, the city, the vibe, they want to come and say they are part of the black renaissance and at the expense of the city's cultural richness. And I want us also to remember that Atlanta is the capital of Georgia, but it is a one little spot in the middle surrounded by Georgia. Right. And Georgia is motherfucking Georgia. And I think if we were being real, we should, we would understand that uh, the camp, the governor that you're hearing about on TV, the one that stole the election, the one that actually ran on the, on the, with the, the one that actually did the uh, ad where he had the gun out at the, at the teenager, the same man that also ran the ad where he did a round them up bus for how he was going to round up illegal Mexicans and take them back. And he was our chief of elections and kept the job all the way and even investigated his own election fraud. Yeah, that's our governor. And so I need people to realize that the South is real. The Klan still rides. It is outside of the perimeter. The farther you go in either direction, you immediately hit an area that you know you're not welcome. And, I, and, and, and there are black people that live all throughout Georgia, but you can feel the vibe shift it's the farther you leave the perimeter. And for those of us that live here also, we know that the legislature is still from the whole state. So th this is just one, we only get a certain amount of votes, a certain amount of say. The rest of the state, all of these counties get a say. And, uh, and our state laws are very conservative. They're getting better in the, in the state, in the city where we can do city laws. But as a state, we're getting more and more and more conservative. We're next door to Alabama and butt crack the Florida. Like, let's not, let's keep it real. Right. And this, this, and it, I, having money and making money and being successful does not save people from racism and from all of the shit that comes of being a part of a marginalized identity. And it just, it just annoyed the fuck out of me that people were caping and going off of these properties, but didn't have that energy for black people being murdered by police as if niggas don't get killed by the Atlanta police. Yeah. Niggas get killed by the Atlanta police. Like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Like what the yeah, it's Atlanta, it's Black Hollywood, but the police is still there. And then it goes to the the it goes and the to way the that they're policing the black communities, particularly. I'm not talking about because see here we gotta distinguish black communities. I'm not talking about the burbs, the area that I live in, where it's I can say this is a black area, but we all doing all right. I'm talking about the areas that they have blighted and they're allowing gentrification. Atlanta to city proper, bitch. Yes, the city proper. The those people are living very hard lives, and in and, and in East Point and some of these other black Black, formerly black townships that were booming and thriving are now all going through the same thing. So I just want to, West End, I want to give a shout out to everybody in those areas because if you live in there now and you were original resident, you are rare. And for those of you, and a lot of people are just getting in now for the money. It's amazing to watch whole communities shift. And I think people need to remember that too. Atlanta has always been about them dollars. Like we don't, let's not get it twisted. All these MLK and all these other people fought and did well and was able to carve this out, but it was through hooking by crook. This is still a place where we still have to battle every day with racism. And unfortunately, this is the problem with Atlanta. Because a lot of Black folks have gotten a little bit of something, they sometimes forget and become start, start themselves thinking and becoming Republican in the way they see their own people. Right. 
And it's fucked up because I am starting to see more and more often creep up in Atlanta. And Atlanta was the place people that moved here kind of at one point kind of came with this idea that they wanted to be a part of something different and not oppress each other. But those days are gone. These people are bringing all of their biases and their little white privilege that they had when before they came. And they're bringing it here with them. And they're now looking down on their own community, the black people, the queer people, the people that are homeless, the people that are on the streets, the people that are incarcerated. It's amazing because for those of us that do work in Atlanta, if I should, we all show up, we all show up to each other's shit because it's so many, so little of us. And if you, and black queer folk show up to everybody's shit, but don't nobody really show up to ours. And I think that's important to notate too. Particularly also, sis, I want to give a shout out. Um, and I, and I don't want to take up, did you have any other, I wanted to um, bring a, bring into the space another slightly adjacent topic to Atlanta politics. I had a sister um, or in the community that went out into the riot and had an issue and I want to talk about it. But before I transition, did you want to add any more on this topic? I just, I just want to say to Black folk, especially like Black celebrities and Black people that feel like they made it, what's interesting was on March 31st, we came up on the 99th anniversary of the Tulsa um, riots and the... Um, say that again, sis, that's relevant. Yeah, the, the 99th anniversary of the Tulsa race riots and the um, burning down of Black Wall Street. So mm -hmm. like even a hundred years ago and basically the black wall street was uh, a part of Tulsa that was you know black excellence black doctors black lawyers black wealth and white folks burnt it down and killed us and still to this motherfucking day bitch still to this day have not paid any reparations to the black people that are related are who are descendants of the people who lost everything. The black the black business owners back in 1921 when they tried to um, get insurance claims to recover for the uh, money that they lost from their businesses because of the racist institutions, they were denied their insurance claims. And even today, there's a movement to exhume because there's unclaimed bodies, unclaimed family members like and the hundreds of people who were unclaimed who were murdered during that time. And the current mayor of Tulsa is refusing to um, let, uh, refusing to allow their bodies to be exhumed so that they can be tested, so they can be identified, so they can be properly laid to rest. So this is just a reminder wow. that it doesn't matter how much motherfucking money you have or how much you think you've ascended out of blackness or any other marginalized identity. It does not fucking matter. You should be on the side with your people. You should be on the side with your people. Mm. Who's to say that one day white people want to reclaim Atlanta and burn all of Atlanta down? Like money, money is money. Is, this capitalism and money, that's a bad investment for us because the whole system, though we've been able to thrive, particularly in Atlanta, it's not for us. And mm. if white people want to come and take all of that shit from Atlanta and turn it white again, they will. And guess who's going to help them? The Atlanta police and all of that the police part. forces in Georgia. So, like, wake the fuck up and smell the fucking coffee, bitch. That part. That part. Like, I just want to say in this moment to shout out to my niece, Pooh, Miss Tony Michelle Williams. Um, my sister called me last night, Toya. Toya Washington, an advocate in community um, that also does great, great work out of Alabama. Um, she's, but that's my dearest sister, one of my dearest sisters. And um, she is, her niece 
she called me because she was like, girl, did you see your niece? And I was like, what? And Tony Michelle had posted a video and apparently um, here in Atlanta, while the protests were happening, she, and I'm assuming some, I'm hoping she didn't go by herself, but um, I'm some, I'm just, I, just her is what I know, but I'm assuming she went with some people to participate in a conversation that they were going to, they were trying to have around organizing this protest down here. Because it, like in most cities, it's really bad right here, right now. People are really rioting and it's been days and, you know, and it's popping up in different pockets and there's, there's um, suspicion that um, some of this is outside forces that are keeping this going. Um, so, you know, shout out to Atlanta right now. But anyway, um, Tony Michelle went out there and apparently she was trying to have conversation. And um, before she could even get the mic, there were these black cis head men that were controlling the space. And, it, you know, mind you, I think people were there to have conversation, but they also brought that same kind of riot energy tease. Um, but anyway, so they were, the women were not really being allowed to speak. Some women were able to speak and they were going to wrap up without letting any other women speak. And of course, like the champion she is, like the thoroughbred, like the beautiful goddess that she is, Tony Michelle, um, inserted herself in the space. And I think she apparently was going to, um, you know, she talked about some of the work that is being done here. She talked about the need. And at first they were being supportive of her. And then she mentioned, you know, Women on the Rise, which is an organization here of formerly incarcerated women, founded by a formerly incarcerated woman that is run by formerly incarcerated women who have done a lot of work to like ban the box, ban the box here where they ask for, have you been arrested? They help get, they help along with Snapco to shut down the city jail. And so, and I'm a, I've been a part of all of these movements, which is why I can speak to them so eloquently. But the point I'm saying is, is Tony Michelle was trying to share that. And as soon as she mentioned that it was black queer folk and lesbian and gay folk and trans folk that were a part of these movements, even though we had done great work for the city, she was uh, devastated to by the way they reacted because they began to start, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no, to the point where, you know, she was like having to like, she was in fear. And she hadn't even revealed her tea. And um, apparently after she left that, she, you know, some people, somebody talked to her afterwards and she revealed her tea to that one lady and the lady was like shocked. And I think Tony Michelle realized in that moment, had she, and then the lady's energy shifted and Tony Michelle realized in that moment that around her own people, she is not safe. And had she revealed her full self, that crowd could have turned on her. So what's interesting is, is to get that information from my sister and for us to kind of talk about it and, you know, kind of brainstorm on how we can support Nisi. Um, in that moment, though, I, I didn't think that today I would wake up to see the reality of a trans woman being exposed in a space and how Black people would react, especially in this time. So it just made me so even much more sad because I thought it could have happened to my niece, too. It could happen to any one of us. And that's right. why we're speaking out on it, sis, because shout out to Tony Michelle for that moment. But I just want to talk about how the Black community tries to dismiss us because we taught we we spent the first part telling our community we need to remember that we're black but i think we also need to take that energy too to the black community because it is sick to know that we have always been the people fighting and yelling and screaming and the mascots for you and your entertainment and your beauty and your makeup and your services. We've been all of these things to the black community and in return, we're disinherited from the ability to be able to be a part of anything. And that is horrible.
And I just want to speak to black people and say, we got to do better. We do. And even before you, before Tony got in, you saw how, how from what you said, how they cut even women off. Mm-hmm. And this is, mm-hmm. and, and this is well, not- see, for her, it wasn't even about them knowing that she was a woman. See, that was the tea. They didn't clock her in that moment. And she was only imagining, like, what could have happened had she revealed. Because usually Tony Michelle would stand up and say, I am and I am the goddess. And my pronouns are goddess. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's that girl. And so I'm glad, I'm glad in that moment that for whatever reason she left that out. And I almost feel bad to say that because she should be proud of who she is. But I also understand that we live in a world where like that woman, what's her name again that got attacked? Ayana Dior. Ayana Dior, like my sister Ayana Dior. You can, when people find your tea out, it can be dangerous for your life and well-being, And you might have to fight your way out of a den of wolves um, that look like you, that are from your community. And that's the horrible part. Right. So shout out to everybody involved, and for black people, we gotta do better. We do. We we have to do better, and no and no shade. Like going forward, like me, I just I I'm not marching or anything, bitch, because I just don't have the energy. I like I just literally don't have the energy to march. And then here in Chicago, a lot of the people that I fuck with have moved away, so it's only a limited amount of people that I consider friends here. But if you're going to go to these these marches, you need to go with a friend. Go with people who know you and her, who are going to ride for you in the event that something like that jumps mm-hmm. off. You don't need to be there by yourself. You need to know who is going to have your back, because this is high stakes shit. So mm-hmm. you need to know if you go down there, if something pop off, you gotta you have a, a group of people, preferably men, that are going to stand in the gap and be like, no, not this one. So we mm-hmm. you know we just need to organize better. We need to, if we're going to these marches, check in, make sure we have security systems, and really have each other's back because like. It, we, unfortunately, we we are just going to have to push back, and people are not expecting us to be out there. But like I said, we we are black too, and it's going. And unfortunately, it's going to be black ass, ignorant, dusty balls ass niggas out there that are going to try it. But I feel like if we go out there and we are proactive about it, and we try to, you know, we anticipate that, I think it'll be a little bit better, or we can, you know, we can do it in safer ways. But I know my ass, I have marched. I, you know, I've done all of that. I'm looking to participate in different, but I bitch, I'm tired. Like I, I'm tired and I don't, I don't have it in me to march. And then just to be around all of them people, I just don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. And, and, and that's part of it too, is I don't feel safe in an environment where I can't be my full self. And so then I wide bother. You know what I'm saying? And that's very much the vibe I'm in at this point in my life. And, all, and also, I just don't feel like... spaces and be worried about me getting clock killing me. If right. that's the case, I won't be there. Right. And I also, I just don't feel like being in a position where I could possibly be arrested and put in a man's jail. It's just like, sis. Listen, I and then, you know don't. what? I just jokingly, I jokingly say that all the time to my sister, sisters, for real, for real. Because, sis, that's no shame. What I could never go out there and try to fight for blackness and end up in a men's jail. Fighting for black men and end up in a men's jail getting sexually harassed by men, by right. black men. No, ma'am. I would never put it. me in there. No God. No God. I know what's going to happen when my pretty ass get in there. What you could never do is have me in the den with people that you disenfranchise and treat it like animals for them to take it out on me or no, ma'am. 
Right. And then the way that um, Corona is running rampant in the jet, like, it's just... Like I take, I, t- I take my hats off to the girls that did it. I have had my time. I had my skin in the game. I have organized marches. Like, so I've done it, but I literally, I just don't have the energy, bitch. I'm tired. I'm t- and, it, and it's just like something new happening every fucking day. Every girl. fucking day. <laughs> every fu- it's just like, girl, it's just like, what else is going, like, what else? What else? Bitch, I'm only one human. Damn. It's just like what else is what the fuck else is going on? God damn! Mm-hmm. And then these dumb ass. And again, going to what we were talking about in the live on motherfucking Friday, the the importance of elections, the importance of local elections. That fucking um the the Minnesota coroner report um came out that he that the man died because he had high blood pressure or her, like how, like stop playing in our face. Stop playing in our face. Even if the man had pre-existing conditions, bitch, those things wouldn't have killed him in eight fucking minutes. Come the fuck on. Are you serious? But let me tell you, I am now, these because what they're trying to do is punch as many holes as they can to keep themselves from being liable to that family on later. They're not worried about him. See, the gag is, he wasn't going to get a lot of time anyway, but he is going to get time. Them locking him up, they can't let him back out. He's going to be, he's going to do some time. But this, they're, they're setting themselves up for the impending civil litiga- litigation. Right. And the civil rights issues that are going to come up. So what they're saying is, is if we can poke holes at the cause of death, then it, then it, 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 it takes away, even though this was brutal, yes, it was violent, but we didn't kill him. That's going to be the ultimate right. It's, it's like he is unliable. Right. It's like, oh, well, he had a heart attack. And he, it's like, well, bitch, if you have a knee in the back of my neck and handcuffs behind, and my hands are literally positioned behind my back, yeah, bitch, I'm probably going to have a fucking heart attack. Bitch. And if the roles were reversed, there will be no jury in the land. There'd be no cop. There'd be no prosecutor that would even entertain the argument that a black man putting his knee on a white officer's neck and the officer dying was because he had a pre-existing condition. Right. There's nobody in the world that 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 whole scenario sounds foolish. To me. It sounds stupid. Thank yes, God. Because thank I'm God that the family was able to hire an independent, um, an independent medical professional to do an independent autopsy, which confirmed that the man he died from fucking asphyxiation, which we all knew from from having pressure on his damn neck. We all knew it. We all knew and, it. And we thank watched God it in the, video. For the family and the family's attorneys. Shout out to good lawyers, baby. Because I mean, think about how many black folk would be in a situation where that would be the finding and they wouldn't have the money and it wasn't politicized and it hasn't been on TV. And so they're just a black person, a black, a black family that gets the call that one of their loved ones had a contact with the police and died and they were told it was because of blood pressure. And they wouldn't have an attorney that could have the, that would be giving their services pro bono to them to help them be able to go and try to get this extra thing happen, this extra um, autopsy. So it's just amazing that this happens for George Floyd. But let's talk about that, high, that that this is only really, we are only really speaking this black man's name because in every city, probably today, probably yesterday, there's been another one. 
And the problem is, is that the cameras aren't always there. And so that's why we're all enraged. That's what it's all about is because he's a symbol of something larger. But people that are obtuse and can't see that that's why the people are upset, then they're crazy. I see even a lot of black folks saying, oh, well, y'all didn't even know him. Fuck that. I know him because I am him. Right. Like, we got to stop separating ourselves in that way. We are each other's keeper. Like, the bottom line is, is that if I want to exist and be able to navigate in this world as a Black woman, I have to understand that my Blackness is still something that is going to get me killed if I go in the wrong place and I behave in the wrong way. And unlike what we do for Black men, we don't often cheer as loudly for Black women. Let's be real. Right. We don't cheer as loudly for Black women, unfortunately, and that's a system of patriarchy, but that's neither here nor there. But I just wanted to say, as a Black woman, this definitely intersects us, because not only are Black women cases not talked about as often, not only often are they not as publicized, but we also, as a community, inflict violence on Black feminine bodies. And so, as a Black woman, yes, Blackness and womanness are all in the space. And yes, I all of the issues are related because we can walk and chew gum. Right. I think that's what we have to remember. We are all intersections. No one can be able to just be obtusely one thing or come from one point of view. You have to be flexible when you're looking at a social revolt, a movement, because movements have more than one compounding issues that come together in a confluence of events that happen to maybe violent. And that is what revolution is. But to be real, you have to look at all parts and be be double and, and be able to look from other people's point of view in order to really understand. Otherwise, yeah, it does look like chaos. To me, it doesn't. That's why I am in support of it. Right. And and I think people are also missing the point of, well, don't don't loot or don't pro or don't. It's like bitches are broke. Bitches don't have jobs. Like what like I it just kills me how people are missing the point of why people, why this is so urgent for people. People don't, people literally had nothing to lose because we don't have nothing. Like, I wish y'all would wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up and step outside of your privilege. It's, what, it's about, what, almost 50 million people that have filed for fucking unemployment and some people have filed for unemployment and still have not gotten paid yet and still haven't gotten that little flimsy stimulus check yet. Are you, are you, are you serious? Are you serious? Mm. People are in poverty. What the fuck are y'all talking about? And it could be you. All of these entertainers, y'all depend on us. And once y'all are no longer to, to, to able to make money, then what? Then what? But I guess pivoting to our next topic, now we are seeing a lot of these companies now. Now it's becoming the... Um, the involved thing to do to, you know, do Black Lives Matter and to put out a statement, you know, when before for like the past seven or eight years, a lot of these white owned corporations and companies have kind of ignored it or steer cleared of it or even demonizing it. And I saw a story today about Monroe um, Bergdorf, who is a um, popular trans activist from London. And back in 2017, she was hired to be a spokesmodel uh, for the L'Oreal brand, and they dropped her because she had made some statements about um, how all white people benefit from racism. And she, oh. you know, she called them out, and L'Oreal dropped her and said that the things that 
um, Monroe said were not associated with their brand and all of that bullshit. So now, Lori, uh, and like a lot of companies now, L'Oreal on their social media page has put up that they support Black Lives Matter. So, you know, I had to make a hot. Um, somebody hit, put an article up saying, it's funny how y'all support Black Lives Matter now, but when you had an actual Black trans woman that was speaking on these issues three years ago, you publicly fired her and publicly demonized her, saying that it wasn't right for the brand. So it's just like, make wow. it make sense. Make it make fucking sense. And it's, it just, that's what kills me about capitalism. It's like, people don't want to, people don't want to be on the right side of history or do the right thing until it financially benefits them because they don't want to be seen as the bad company. But I'm pretty sure all of these companies that, um, all of these companies that are hashtag Black Lives Matter now have probably perpetuated racism within their workplaces. It's probably been so many Amy Coopers that were managers or supervisors that perpetuated racism. So I say that to say is my point is not about y'all um, so, you know, all of a sudden getting on board, it's like, what are you doing to remedy and to reckon with a lot of the racist shit that y'all have more likely than not done? And because we live in a world that's built off of racism, I personally am not going to accept that any, anybody, particularly white people or white systems have not engaged in some racist anti-black, um, activity i just i'm just i'm just not going to believe that but i just find it real funny that three years ago you publicly chastised her for speaking on the same things that are happening right now but now all of a sudden it's just like well you know black hashtag black lives matter black picture on our instagram like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here you know and that's why in this time, I want to speak life and I want to speak for our black business owners out here, our black brands, our black brand ambassadors um, that are hiring trans folk, that are using our talents wisely, that are because they are that exist. And I want to acknowledge the work of the people that I know that are doing great work. Shout out to the Crayon Case. Shout out to black brands that I know. Um, shout out to Juvia's Place. Places that I know are trans-friendly. Um, and so I just want to put that into the space because not everybody is, is ugly. And I, want, and, I, and I want Black people to be the default in this time because that's what we have to do is start patronizing our own businesses. But now my opinion about the situation with L'Oreal and these organizations. Well, girl, you know, t- before I got on the call, my spirit led me to Jill Scott's Fool's Gold, the song. And I guess this was what it was for, because what I wish in the lyrics of the song, she was just talking a little bit about like this relationship that was just like not affirming. And in the hook, she keeps saying, I was chasing fool's gold. And I was just like, we are chasing fool's gold as a people if we continue to believe that capitalism is going to be the key to our success. Right. We're chasing fool's gold as a people if we believe that these corporations, that big business, big corporations, big government is going to give a fuck about us. We are foolish if we believe that we can buy our way into privilege. Because what we know is, is that they are resentful of our money and they will drag you from your nice car and kill you. We need to remember that as a people, that we are our own best friend. 
all of us are our own best friend because these orgs, they will, because they understand that history is written by the victor, by the winners. They understand that it, that it doesn't matter the actual truth if the written truth is, is that we put out a statement and we were in support. They don't actually give a fuck about us. And that's evidenced by how they did that woman. They don't give a fuck about us. And we need to remember that as we're buying from them, if there is an alternative that actually cares about you, that is you, choose that. Because we live in a world where the reason why these orgs can do that is because they know whether they make a statement or not, niggas will still buy their things. Let's talk about Miss Wendy's girl. Hey y'all, this is Aeon. This is the Lioness. And you're listening to Box Number 512 Podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And we just wanted to remind you guys while you're listening to subscribe, rate, comment, follow us on social media and share our podcast. And we wanted to let you know that we just started a new feature, Grown Black Trans Women Talk Live on our Facebook and our Instagram live pages. And I'm gonna turn it over to the lioness so she can tell you what um, to expect. Yeah, so you can expect hot new exclusive content. You can expect us having conversations about living, loving, laughing in the pursuit of all of our successes. You'll be hearing us have enlightening conversations with other people. It's our way of connecting with you, our listeners. We want to make it a multimedia experience. And so please follow us on Facebook Live and our Instagram Live for more exclusive content. And now back to box number 512 podcast, Grown Black Trans Women Talk. Did you hear about Miss Wendy's? Girl. again capitalism all of these fucking fast food chains worried about opening so they can make money mm-hmm. instead of for the people that are all that have already probably built and it's not it's not even like they've been fucking closed what are y'all meeting with the president for and then donating money to trump's campaign to get reelected for what for and what see, did you and i think our people need to hear that and i want to be the podcast that speaks the truth wendy's Wendy's four for four, girl. You're four for four. Remember her? Yeah, Wendy's donated money to the Trump campaign. Hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Trump re-election campaign. I need y'all to feel that because that's how little they see you that they think they can actually say, fuck y'all niggas, you still gonna come anyway and buy this food because it's cheap and you can't do without it. And that's sad. And I want to say to Miss Wendy's, Fuck a do to do to you too, girl. You and your greasy ass food and your gut rot ass chili, bitch. Fuck you. The only thing I ever lived for you were was your little ice cream. And I'm not going there for that anymore. So fuck you. Yeah, it just, again, capitalism is not going to save any, like, they're not going to, they weren't going there to see how they could get more money to pay their employees. Hell, they weren't even talking eternally how to raise the rates to pay the people that still have I'm on minimum wage. But y'all are going, it's all about self-interest. Y'all are getting into bed with Trump so y'all can continue to make millions upon billions of dollars. Meanwhile, Ooh. people are out here suffering. For some fucking non-nutritious, like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm so I'm sick of all of it. I'm sick of Trump. I'm just, I'm sick of the Republican-controlled Senate. I'm sick of all of it. 
this is not how this is supposed to work. Like people are out here suffering and everybody's talking about, well, if you did this by, to the, for the police, they wouldn't, these police are out here fighting us, squaring up with us like strangers on the street. It don't matter if you comply. It don't matter if you don't comply. It don't matter if you on your way home, minding their business. They feel like they can just put their hands on you and do whatever to you and violate you. And I just wish people would stop trying to do this respectability, especially black people. Well, you need, you need, you need to do this or you need to de-escalate. That shit don't matter. They want to put their hands on us. They want to. Meanwhile, these fucking white ass militias going with AK forty sevens, and the police don't ne- don't even breathe on them, let alone touch them. And then you got these white people defending their neighborhoods, standing outside of targets with baseball bats and stuff, ready to attack black people. It's like, why don't y'all see that? Why don't y'all see that they don't like us because we black? Why don't y'all see that? Mm. You speaking it now, sis. Girl. You speaking. For some fucking money. For for money and for the the ability to keep black people out of their neighborhoods because they they don't want to live by us. They never wanted to live by us. That's why every time we come into a neighborhood, they move out. They Mm. move out. They take their resources with them. They go. I'm gonna talk about white flight. Right. Like, come on. Like, all of this shit needs to be burned down. So, you know, I'm not for the looting and everything. But at the end of the day, a lot of these um, companies and shit, they have insurance. And for the small businesses, if they don't have insurance, let's hope that what happened in Tulsa where these insurances are denying um, claims on the basis of race, let's hope that that doesn't happen again. But I think it's going to have to happen again so people can realize that they are not above it. Bitch, you black Amen. just like us. Amen. So yes. fuck all of them. Fuck Shakana. Fuck Nini. Fuck Saucy Santana. Wait, 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 wait. Because now, before we get into, because you rushed through them, girl. girl. I would love to take just a, a second to talk about a couple of folks. Not all of them, because all of them I don't give a fuck about. I would like to know why we're reading Miss Saucy, and I would also like to know why we're also. I know why, but let's get into Miss Shakana too. So let's because, real because Shakana was up on there with her round ass face crying about Phipps Plaza <laughs> and Gucci, the same company that keeps on making racist ass clothes that make fun of us and call us monkeys. Girl, what the fuck are you crying about? What are you crying about, sis? Oh, the way I read her, girl, and she was girl. giving very, she was giving very, very like, like, and like, and like, like, really deep in her field box, like shitty pamper ass cry, like, right? <laughs> right. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know, be no, if she be playing or if she be, is she dead serious? But it's like, sis, read the room. Now was not the time for all of that. Gucci, Gucci, and all of them, um, high brand, they don't give a fuck about us. They don't care. They're, she's they're, gonna say she was spoofing, y'all. Right. And you know what? I'm not gonna say she's not a troll like that. So hopefully she's trolling. I'm because I, I read her for dog shit on my Facebook, but I I I on one of my friends' timelines. Um, so I did read her for dog shit, but I, I think that I'm now as I'm processing it, as I watched it a few times, sis give me she might have been trolling. And right. I hope God, that's what it was. But even but if either she way, was, like you said, read, read the room. room. I would, I could forgive her for not being able to read a room as a comedian. Sometimes you want to get a joke off, and maybe it's not funny. So if that was her goal, I get it. But if that bitch was serious, fuck her. 
Because that's really yeah, crazy. Yeah, girl, we, we don't give a fuck about Gucci. We don't give a fuck about none of them black-ass high fashion brands that continue to put out racist shit year after year and then act like they don't know that it was racist. Girl, fuck them. Fuck the Flip Plaza. They probably don't want the girls in there anyway. The crafters. and the, 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 Stop acting like they want us in those places. They don't. They don't. They don't want us in there. They they don't want to they don't want us in there. So I'm not I I, I could care less. Um, Saucy Santana and Cliff Amir, they did a quote unquote photo shoot where they acted like they were a part of the protest. They were dressed in all black. They had a professional photographer, a makeup team, and they stood outside with their black clothes on. It was Saucy Santana and Cliff Amir and some other queen in the back. And they were all holding signs up, and the one in the back had the nerve to say, "All lives matter." How dumb could y'all all be? You know what this shows me? This shows me that a lot of you girls that have money did. A lot of y'all probably didn't even graduate high school, or you probably didn't go to a good high school. Let's talk Who- about how. Well, girl, I mean, I don't know how good it was, but bitch, let's talk about how a lot of our community don't. We don't realize that a lot of our, the success in our community has come on people that have gotten attention for being kind of characters. Right. And how people don't are, are not often grounded in what they believe or think, and they just go with the flow because that's what gets them attention. Right. And unfortunately, Saucy is an irrelevant, wasn't a relevant person who is now relevant on the back of being a stunt. And I feel like she's trolling and stunting her way to the middle. And if she ever wants to get to the top, she needs to leave the antics to the white folks. Right. Because like, that sh- is horrible. And the shade is, I, lo- I love Saucy Santana. I live for what she brings. It's, a, it's just like, I do too. Sis, you have to do better. Why the fuck would you take a picture, one, acting like what you at the protest when you weren't, when they were actual celebrities that showed up wash face? Bitch, if I did not protest. have respect for her, bitch, if I right. did not have respect for her, bitch, this read could be a lot more fierce, but that's why I, I, I moderated my words and modulated there because I did not want to read her fiercely, but bitch, don't be stupid and don't do no stupid shit like this again. I think this is because you're uneducated. Maybe you didn't realize. Yeah, it, it has to be uneducation because bitch. even a two-year-old would have been like, oh, I don't Not know all, all lives matter. Like, girl, all lives Not matter, bitch. Right now, bitch. Not in the middle of the protest where we're trying to advocate specifically for us because the point is, is that all lives don't matter. You didn't put all black lives matter. You just said, which would have been appropriate given all of y'all are part of the community. But you put all lives, like, girl. That's what, but see, you know what? You gave her out, bitch. You just wrote, shot her some bail, and I live. Bitch, I'm no longer mad with her because I'm going to just assume that when she said all lives matter, sis didn't understand that she needed to put black in there. That's all. It was a minor. I, I'm on pay it because she does not give me that she understands the ramifications. But, but again. Did. I don't believe, but it's still stupid to go out and do a photo shoot in the, and ride your gear. But it does show that, that does show and you know, I don't want to. And this is like, if y'all really wanted to be saucy, girl, do better. If y'all really wanted to be about it, y'all could have just came to the real protest. Like, stop, stop trying to stunt and stop trying. It's only to make- because you are a queer person. I am sparing you in this moment. I'm giving you the grace that I want us to give each right. other that deference, bitch. But please believe this is whew, no, ma'am. 
Don't and then she put up a <laughs> saucy put up a video of her twerking to the backlash. Now Cliff Vermeer did apologize and put like this big. So you know Cliff got, but it's just like come on now. Now is not the time to be doing. Well, photo shout out to Cliff for apologizing. See, that's we have to know that when we make mistakes, it's okay to apologize. And saucy, I'm ready and willing to accept your apology. Right, but we now is not the time to do shit for folk. Like these, like these are real lives on the line. Like this is we, we, this is real social change. Now is not the time to be doing shit for likes and like girl. It's not about that, and you will still be relevant after all of this is over. But don't like you you tried to do a stunt and it, it ended up backfiring. Like stop stop the shit, stop mm, the yo shit. You just shot her some bail, girl. I saucy girl, just say you didn't mean it, bitch. We'll believe it. Right. We'll believe it. Just say you did not mean to put all lives matter. I'm telling you now, whether you meant it or not, girl. Right. Say that you didn't, because we will believe that, ma'am. Unfortunately, you need to raise the conversation so we don't believe shit like that about you, but I believe you didn't know no fucking better. Bitch, right. that's, that's why I'm going to forgive you, because you ain't know no better. But do be- but do better, Saucy. You have a very huge platform. You are an inspiration to black queer girls everywhere. And we live for you, and we're wanting you to win. That's why I know right. you ain't no you, ha- you need to elevate. Now is not the time to be getting canceled over dumb shit that could have been avoided. Now is not the time for that. She didn't mean that. <laughs> but I but I think we you know we I think we said a lot. So I think to end it out. What what are you doing to decompress? What are you doing to you know? What shows that is are you an amazing watching? question. Um, I'm insecure. Okay. Um, um, that last episode, I was like Issa. The moment she walked in, I was like, "Bitch, if yeah, you I knew. Him, I knew. You're a fool for going in there." I but, it's, but I did not. But I also understood why she had to fuck him, and I just love that scene of her walking away. And how she walked, and she she kept that face, that straight face, and I was screaming, "Yes, Issa!" I know all my niggas heard me, and I was like, "Cause she walked out, and it was very much like, no, 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 no. I'd rather walk out, like, no, 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 no. It's good, it's good. Oh, you good? I'm good." And I could feel in that moment there was like an energy exchange because she knew she fucked up, but we all know what Lawrence represented for her. We know how insecure she truly, really was for him. And why she made them, why she did what she did, because he wasn't really, you know, it was more that it was layered. But what I love was to watch a relationship that was, um, that had broken up where people were able to have that moment to go, what the fuck happened? And to have those awkward, ugly moments. And, but, but Lawrence is in his steel box and Issa is not feeling the same way. And I just, though it's going to hurt his baby feelings. And I think that man is just too fine to be hurt. I think um, Issa is not in that space anymore. And I don't think she dislikes him. I think the fuck was good. But like the fact that I don't think she's going to respect the fact that it was like either you or Condola. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I did it because I, just because I wanted you and that bitch to know I could. But it's low key kind of like a ugh, that you were so non-decisive. Like, if I don't fuck her, I'm gonna definitely fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, th- that part of Lawrence, I never could respect that that kind of like bitch assness of spirit. But I live for that show. That's a way that I decompress. I also, my babies are away and walking my dog is a way I decompress. Um, you know, 
I'm watching TV with my husband, RuPaul's Drag Race. Shout out to Jada Essence. Oh yes, bitch. Shout out to the the cult. The culture needed that, and the culture needed um Heidi in closet as Miss Congeniality. Yes. Shout out to both of them. Shout out to the Chocolate Sweep. Right. The the culture needed that, and it's it's no shade to Gigi. But I don't feel like Gigi deserved. I don't feel like Gigi gave. Me she did not that. serve. Let me tell you something, Miss Thing. That that dra- that um drag and that little Dorothy costume was not it. it was not. And I was prepared, bitch, because I told you I was repping her a little bit last episode. I told you that, bitch. I w- that was the one besides Jada. If she didn't get it, I wanted Gigi to get it because Miss this other girl, I love her now. I actually wanted Crystal to get it if Jada didn't get it. This thing, Crystal came with them yellow teeth and that pink costume, and I was like. Uh-uh. <laughs> like as soon as she came out with them crooked eyes and them yellow teeth and that costume, I said, "Bitch, did she not know she was gonna have to be up close? Because that's gonna be a fool." No, but I like I like Crystal because she she just committed to being herself and herself was like off kilter, but I it was different and I appreciated it. No, no, no. I'm a Crystal Method fan. I, it was this was the one of the few finals where I really was could kind of root for all three bitches, but because I live for different parts of them. But Miss Jada, she was the full package and she brought it. And I just before, so Tierra and I took the opportunity to go on YouTube and watch some of her like press that she's done and like before um, before Corona on her on her local news. She was able to um, talk about going on RuPaul's Drag Race, like when the first episode aired. I guess she was able to still be out and about, and she did an interview with these with these two women co-hosts. And baby, she was so articulate. Y'all check that out. She, I think she's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You can look it up online. Janessa's Hall um, interview um, with news. And baby, she was so articulate and so professional and so, 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 so media trained naturally that I was like, oh, see on them little clips online, you kind of, they kind of make her seem a little country a little bit. But baby, Miss Thank you, I need to go listen to her talk. She is a, I don't know how, how she from up there and end up sounding like she from down here, but she sounded like she from down south and the way she, expresses herself as just so class act so shout out to her we yeah, did. shout out to her and this is the 10 years after tyra sanchez won the crown so i i just come lived. on 10, 10 year anniversary and you know what i said that to tiara i said she had to replace her tyra because <laughs> tyra unfortunately has you know she threatened to burn down the people <laughs> <laughs> she threatened to blow up the building bitch, so. no but tyra, tyra, no had her reasons. tyra had her reasons honey <laughs> the, the racism made her go crazy i believe i believe it i believe it too but sis we gotta acknowledge that she gets now she, she so, did. Yeah, I, you, there's no way you could come back to this. Right? <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out, shout out to Tyra Sanchez. I've been catching up on a lot of TV, so I just finished. Uh, I just caught up on Black Lightning. I love that show. I live. Mm-hmm. For, I live for Chris Williams. I want to have him. Um, Was that the I, lead? Yeah, um, that's Scooter from Living Single. I, I live for him. He's everything. <laughs> but um, I love Black Lightning, great superhero show. I'm about to start Watchmen tonight because I just got the HBO Max um, so I could watch the Legendary show. That show was cute. Um, I need to, I want to start All America. I've just been watching TV just to take, you know, t- just to get me into different worlds. Also, the, I think 
the Chasing Dallas reunion part two comes on next week. Um, the part one of that reunion, I really live for that reunion. It was very entertaining. So I've just really been watching TV just to um, calm down. But we are going to get off of here. Before we get off of here, as always, we will have a grown black. No, girl, how are you decompressing? No, I said about watching TV. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but um, we're going to get up off of here. But before we go, just to remind you guys, Grown Black Trans Women Talk Alive again this Friday. Um, check us on our Facebook page. Make sure you are following us so you can get notifications when we go live. Also, make sure you hit up our anchor page, become donors. You can donate for as little as a dollar a month. Every um, Everything that you donate to us goes back into the show so we can elevate the production and can continue to give you guys quality shows. Um, but we're going to wrap this here for now. Any last words? I love everybody. Yeah, we love you all. Thank you for tuning in to Box Number 512 Podcast. This is the Lioness of my attorney here with my co-host. Aeon. And we want thank you for coming. Please like go like us on all our social media platforms at Box Number 512 Podcast. We love you and feel free to go onto your, our anchor page and donate. We appreciate all of the love and all of your support. And check us out Friday on our live after show. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for, for listening, listening to Box, Box Number 512. And don't forget to subscribe and like all of our pages on social media. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see what we'll stock on the shelf next week. Bye.